You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to Word Bros. I'm Kevin. I'm Bob. And uh, today on Word Bros, we have Dave Scheidt and Scoot McMahon, who have created this awesome all-ages book from Lion Forge called Wrapped Up. Wrapped Up, baby. It comes out in, what, October? They are soliciting now in previews. Do yourself a favor. If you want to get a really great all-ages book for you, your kids, your cousin too, baby, you should pick this one up. It's, for the whole, it's entertainment for the whole family. It's a quality book, man. And Dave and Scoot are really nice guys. I've met them separately because I met Scoot at um, Dayton last year, and I met Dave in uh, Ann Arbor. Very nice dudes. They just get it, man. They kind of get what all ages books should be about. Really nice cats. And it's just good to have them on, man. I really appreciate talking to other people that make all ages books. It's fun. It's fun to talk Talk uh, turkey, if you will. Talk shop, if you will. Exactly. Because because they, they are both fans of Monty the Dinosaur, which, as everybody knows who listens to the podcast, that is Bob's book. Oh, stop it. And, and, it's, and it's amazing. Monty, you know what? I'm very proud of what I was able to do with that book. I think it's really great. I would like to do more. Unfortunately, I'm not really in control of that situation. Uh, I would love to work with the Gene again because I think Gene is just a goddamn genius. Like, that guy can – I mean, he's really great at what he does. Uh, and and that's the thing, like, and I think Dave and Scoot kind of get that too. Like when you're creating something, writer and artist kind of have to be in tune together to create something wonderful. And I think they have that here with Wrapped Up. It's just a really great looking book, man. I'm really proud. I'm really, I'm really happy for them. It's something we've touched on since the beginning of this podcast. We, we said we want to do a podcast about writing comics and making comics and being fans of comics um, and other things as well. Um, and that's one of the things we've talked about is being good collaborators. So yes. that's one, one of the things that you have to do is be a good collaborator. And we hear from these two guys about how to collaborate on all ages comic. That's just awesome. So yes. without further ado, here's Dave Scheidt and Scoot McMahon about Wrapped Up. All right. So wait a minute. So you're saying your webcam, like your computer, is covered up by a sticker? Yeah, the government, man. Don't you know? I'm to- You know, I'm recording already. So now the whole now the whole internet knows you're a maniac. The government, man. The government. Dude. Now, Dave, do you have a tinfoil hat, bro? <laughs> I should. That's awesome. That's smart. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, they can't read your thoughts that way, and they can't see you. I need to be careful. So- so early on, this interview just started, and we've already learned yep. that that Dave. Hey, Scoot, what's up? We just learned yeah, that man. we just learned that Dave's a crazy machine. He's got his <laughs> internet webcam covered up because he doesn't want the internet and the government reading his thoughts. That's awesome. Yeah. 
It's great. Hang on, let me cover up mine too for the duration. Hang on, there you go. That's better. Yeah, that makes me feel more comfortable. All right. That's just my thumb, though. My arm's gonna get tired after a while. I'll just Dave. cover mine with beard. How about that? Yeah, that's what's covering Dave's. It's just his beard. His, his, his awesome beard. Now yeah. I feel I feel bad because we're recording this podcast. I'm downstairs in my quote unquote office. That's just my basement. Kevin's hanging out. I have no idea what Dave's doing because his his camera's covered up by a sticker. And da- He's and, naked and, in front of the computer with a tinfoil hat on. Yeah, but Scoot, awesome. Scoot, you look like you're at like an insurance agency or yeah. something. It's very professional looking. Is That's that how my you, office? Yeah. Is this how you? Is this? How, up back there. Is this how you work all the time so professionally? There's a Nintendo. Ah, there. Yeah, there they are. Look at them. That's nice, awesome. Man. I yeah, dig it. That's where I work. That's cool. We are talking to uh, Dave. Dave, how do you pronounce your last name, buddy? Shide. Dave Shide. Yes. And Scoot. Uh, Scoot, how do you pronounce your last name? Just to make sure. McMahon, like Vince McMahon. Okay, so we're talking, <laughs> we're talking to Dave and Scoot. They have a new book coming out from uh, from Lion Forge Comic called Wrapped Up. I got the PDFs of it today. I read the first issue. I've read actually, I read the first uh, the Halloween issue and then the first issue. Good stuff, man. You guys have got something really great here, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Cool. Thank, Thank you for you. checking it out. Of course, dude. I'm really excited about it. I know both of your work. Um, separately from your all yeah comic stuff, because my daughter upstairs is a huge all yeah comics fan, so I've read your your stuff separately. But your powers combined—it's pretty yeah. impressive. That's how we met. We met in uh, all yeah comics in Skokie at one of their—I think it was like a dark horse party they had there. And that's when Dave and I met when the itty bitty Hellboy thing was launching for those guys. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And then you guys met and you just had an instant connection and you said, we must combine our comic forces to make something <laughs> a world that the likes have never been seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, that's what's cool about the whole, oh yeah thing. Cause a lot of us kind of just got teamed up just kind of out of uh, like necessity, just needing someone to, you know, write stories or draw stories or whatever. So the oh yeah thing, at least for like Scoot and I and a couple of our friends really like, I don't know, just helped us out like creatively just cause it is, you know, their own community. So we met like a lot of cool people through there and, a lot of cool books have come from Oh Yeah that aren't Oh Yeah books, and it's like, I don't know, a really important part of my life, I think. That's awesome. Well, I mean, the the Oh Yeah stuff itself, I mean, whether it's the, the Tiny Titans stuff or just their own line of books, they're just fantastic. And when you get the anthologies, I mean, there are so many creators that are involved in that thing. And they all, and it's cool because all of you Oh Yeah comics guys, you all have the same kind of, I guess, thought process about making comics and about making all ages comics mm-hmm. so it's really nice to see that kind of collective yeah it's uh just like our, being a fan of art and franco just to begin with like for years and years and years like getting to play in their you know in their universe and hang out with them and spend time with them and work on their books is like uh it's really good just because those guys are like the funniest dudes i've ever met so like i don't know and they do really great comics so it's like really really cool like uh being asked to be a part of that that's yeah, awesome. they, they, um, I met them at like different shows in Chicago and I used to bring a portfolio to all these shows, you know, artist portfolio. And the best thing I started doing was just giving it to like other creators, hoping for a situation like, oh yeah, comics where there's guys starting their own comic company and then, um, they needed artists. So they remembered me cause I gave them little books of my stuff and we had a mutual friend, Art and I did. So um, that was like a connection we were able to make right off the bat. And that was like my, the way to like, you know, break the ice or whatever. 
because they get people talking to them all the time, you know, as I'm sure everyone does now when we do these shows. So, But I think it's just so weird that like how well your style and just like your personality fits with those guys. It's almost like, I don't know, like you've known them like all your life. It's really yeah. weird how like how well we click together. I think that's part of the reason why their comics are so great. It's just like, I don't know, like the creative chemistry and everything. It's just like, we're all just kind of goofy dudes who love cartoons and bad jokes and stuff like that. So. It's almost like a hive mind. Like when you read, when you read the Oh Yeah collection, because my daughter has a couple of them upstairs. It's, it's like, you can't even really tell the stories just kind of seamlessly go into each mm-hmm. other. It's almost like it's all written by the same guy. Cause it all just has that same vibe, that same tone. So, I mean, it's, it's very impressive considering the amount of creators and people that are involved in the books. Yeah. Well, for me, it, my style was pretty close to arts anyway, like my natural style. I know, I think you bought the Super Kings, didn't you? Or you have the Super Kings? I did. We so, traded. We traded Monty yeah, for Super that's Kings. right. Yeah, Monty's <laughs> awesome. And you sent me more, So, mm-hmm. which we could talk about a little bit later. But my style was so close to theirs anyway that I just tweaked things here and there to kind of make it, you know, fit the universe. Like, I think I removed the little girl's nose because art draws the tiny titans. They don't have noses. So I just do little things like that. So then it all feels like it's part of the same universe. Now I do other stuff. I think I have a book out right now called The Phantom Hero that isn't all yeah comic style, but it's still cartoony. It's more like Bruce Tim style than it is like Art Baltazar style. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that is fantastic. Now, if I wanted to pick something like that up, where could I get that? Oh, um, well, right now I don't have it for sale. My store's down, but great, I'll be, work, great work. Yeah, I'll be at. Um, <laughs> you can just actually no, you can just like people like I can. You can uh, contact me on Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, Instagram, I'm available on all those things. And then I do a lot of shows. Like I'm doing Cincinnati Comic Expo. Yes. Um coming up the twenty second of September this next week. And then um New York Comic Con. I'll be there. Dave and I will be at both of those. So Well that'll be the big wrapped up release, right? Yeah. Right around that. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. We're uh launching because I think the book comes out like two weeks after New York Comic Con, but we're gonna have early copies of it at New York Comic Con. I think doing like signings and stuff. So that's it's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really weird, man. We've been working on this book for like like it seems like forever, and it's just like people are just now getting to read it, and it's like it's been almost like a year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's we're yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about what issue we're on right now, but we're so far down the road. Yeah, that I feel crazy. like I know these characters so well now from drawing them, and it, but nobody else knows anything about them because <laughs> the books haven't been released. So it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird spending just so much time with like these characters and stuff like that, hmm. like. And I guess that I think that helps us just coming up with like ideas and jokes and stuff like that. But it is really weird kind of like spending that much time because I'm so used to, I mean, comics take forever to make anyway, you know, and to be like released and published and stuff, but having such a crazy like backlog of stuff we have, it's like, it's we're, we're super, super excited. It's been coming out like really, really great. Like everyone's doing an awesome job. Like Scoot, it's a, Scoot it's a is great, so good. It's a great looking book, man. Like when I got it, uh, I read the, I guess the Halloween episode first oh, yeah. and I was just, I really enjoyed it. Like it, it hit all the right beats for me because as a parent reading a book thinking, okay, this is something I'm going to want my kid to write. Like it wasn't low brow. Like the jokes were good. The jokes hit. The, Thank you. I, I hope so. <laughs> you know, cause it was, but it, it walked that line, you know, like it was really well done. The artwork is great. Like it's, I think this book is going to be a really big success. 
success for you guys and for Lion Forge, which is awesome. And this is cool because I think this is their first book uh, released under their uh, their Cub House uh, yeah. imprint, correct? Yeah, we're kind of leading so. the charge, yeah, which is like, we did an under, another interview about this, and they're asking, you know, if if we think that's, like, intimidating, if we're, like, worried or, you know, if it's, like, a scary thought, but it's, like, uh, everyone's just been, like, firing on all cylinders, so it's just, like, yeah. uh, I'm more excited than anything for people to see it because this is, like, uh, I don't know, this is just a, a book, like, me and Scoot would want to read, you know, right. so it's, yeah. like, we're, like, yeah, we're just kind of for it. We're in our own bubble right as of right now because, like I said, no one else has seen it which in a lot of ways is good because we're still working on it and we're, we fallen in love with these characters. And like, like you said, Dave did a good job in that first um, Halloween issue of setting up like Milo, the main character, Milo, the mummy and his family. And he did it in a creative way that made sense. It felt natural. It wasn't just like a page of like intros, you know? Yeah. So you're already, you know, we, you get rolling with it and you don't really, I don't really feel intimidated because I don't know what else is out there in terms mm-hmm. like, competing with a book like this you know what i mean like i don't yeah. know it's it's kind of like i guess it's like oh yeah comics but it's a little for a little bit older audience where oh yeah like a three-year-old can pick up oh yeah comics but this yeah. this comic a three-year-old can get it but there's more hey, there's more uh, story going on and conversation going I on i mean there was a big booty joke that i read <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> there's a lot of those coming up so yes. get, get uh yeah, be ready so, for all those. So it's clearly Dave is a buttman. Yeah, <laughs> we're all we're all buttmen. We're all buttmen. It's true. It's buttman and Robin. Now, when are we? Go, now, when are we going to get that you were? Oops, sorry. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. I was going to say, Scoot. You said you were uh, down the line a little bit. So, um, so yeah. how far how far ahead are you guys? And and how, and how does your process work in, in doing the comics? Like, how does it how does it work for you guys? What does the process look like? It's just um, it's like uh, Dave writes these scripts and they get approved that's pretty simple they're just like but lion forge is really into it so i think that's the one benefit we have maybe because i've worked on my own stuff before and i give myself deadlines and you kind of set them up but with this it's like the deadlines are really tight in the beginning like the deadlines were like a month like you had a, I had a month to draw the book like you would if it was a monthly comic but we're it's like a year out so we stuck to those deadlines so i think that's how we got so far ahead is because we stuck you know we stuck with the what they set up for us. So yeah. now as the artist, do you contribute to the script too? Or is that all Dave? It's all Dave. I mean, we talk about ideas. Like that's, what's cool about working with Dave is he'll like ask me, like, I think like four or five issues ago, he's like, all right, we got like five issues done. Like what, what else do you want to draw? And I'm like, I don't know. Milo's dad's pretty cool. I haven't drawn him in a while. I want to write a story with him. And then we just talk back and forth about like, well, what do you want him to do? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? And then Dave writes it. He like does all the writing, but like he, he does pick my brain for like, you know, like, which I appreciate like to draw. Cause like I, I tell him all the time, like, I don't want to draw like transformers or big robots because in the cartoony style, it would be, I would feel like it's too much detail. So yeah. like I don't draw anything. I don't, ask him not to put too many cars and stuff like that in there. Let's make it more organic and fun, which he does. I think like we work together well is because I think, I think like any important like comic collaboration, there's like a trust to it, you know? So I think like me and Scoot, I think humor wise are on the same sort of wavelength as far as like stuff that makes us laugh and stuff we like to draw and watch. So I think there's a lot of like, um, like I'm writing this story for Scoot. Like I know the stuff that's in here. He's going to like Right. Uh, and I think that, I mean, hopefully comes across, you know, yeah. um, but no, it's all about just kind of like trust and just like us kind of like goofing around and like, 
um, knowing what we're both into and like what we could bring to the table, I think. So I think there's yeah. a lot of trust to it, I think, but it works. Yeah. I think it and works well. Dave's threatened my family. So I yeah, that helps go into much more detail. But we, we, we went threats. there already. I didn't think yeah. I thought it was going to take some time to get to threaten. Well, now the tinfoil hat and the covert location makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is how it started. This is why he's drawing the book is because I'm blackmailing Scoot. So. <laughs> I do whatever. I mean, you know, whatever you can do to get people to work with you. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, 100%. Best. Yeah. Uh, you I do agree. what you got to do, man. This is the cutthroat <laughs> industry. And sometimes, sometimes you got to snatch a kid to get stuff done. Yeah, no, you got you to gotta do what you got to do. Legally, I can't say what happened or if anything happened but i mean hey i got a good artist drawing i just want to hear scoots yeah. uh, mel gibson give me back my son yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why i write like with my pen like like this because dave's crippled my hand <laughs> <laughs> my fingers are all mangled now i yeah. can't hold anything yeah now, just now i got an email from scoot and he's like uh why did page 18 have six panels on it give me a break yeah. like something <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sorry dude like <laughs> sometimes that happens i'm sorry no but i that's the first thing i do when he sends a script is i skim and i see like how many panels per page because the one cool thing about when they, and Dave gets it anyway, but the one cool thing about all oh, yeah comics when you look at Art Franco's book and and um, and Bob, you know because I read your uh, Monty book is for kids books you don't want to jam like nine panels into a page you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. so so like you you want to keep like a max of maybe like six or something on there so yeah. the first thing I always do is I read through and I make sure there's like you know no more than six because then you know everything starts getting cramped like the word balloons get crammed in there yeah. and stuff and the more breathing room you give that those are the pages like the littler kids are gonna want to stare at and try to draw you know so i always tease dave when i get to the end it's like oh man this is good like okay three panels five panels four and then the last page is usually like six because he has to like <laughs> put everything, everything in, in yeah. yeah no i think <laughs> our sweet spot's probably like four to five panels and i think like like scoot said yeah. it is important like not not saying that like kids are dumb, but it's just like their attention span and like following panel layout. Like you'll see a lot of comics that are aimed towards kids and they have really crazy weird panel layouts that are like even for adults hard to follow. Yes. And we want it to be a book that's like, you know, as much as it's all ages, we want it to also be like for everyone and to be able to pick up, you know. Yeah. Um and I think a lot of our audience, at least with like Aya comic stuff and the other books we've done, um, like some people this will be like their first comic this will be a kid's first comic or like mm -hmm. you know my aunt's first comic yeah. that she's ever read or something you know so it's like important to kind of like you know um have a really nice flow and rhythm to like the pacing and stuff and i think scoot handles like scoot's sweet spots like four to five panels i think and your your stuff's really good yeah, so See, thanks for throwing six panels in there at the end. I mean, like, guys, you, I don't want you to break it up word, bros, dude. That would be completely unnecessary. But, but Dave makes a great point because, you know, my mother-in-law, who is a uh, – she has a, a another grandson who's about three years old. She gave him a copy of Monty, and her complaint was at points, I can't follow it because I've never read comics. And it's like, dude, yeah. if you can't follow this, yeah. you've got no shot reading comics. Yeah. Just give it That's up. But yeah. for an early reader, you kind of have to make it as simple as possible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's one of the things I liked about Monty was the pacing was, like, on point. Because I read a lot of kids' comics where I'm like, yeah, this is off. Like, something's off here. But Monty flowed really well. And um, I gave – I think I gave the first copy you gave me. I gave it to one of my cousin's kids. And they – I think they still have it. They that's love cool. it. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's nice, I, man. I, 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 I love it. 
I, I mean, I love it. And so that's, that's <laughs> well, I mean, of course you wrote it. Uh, but I mean, part of but part of it when I was talking to my artist was also like I was heavily influenced by that oh yeah comic style because mm. it's just so inviting, like it's just so warm yeah. and fun, and like that's just the vibe that you want all ages books to have. I really think they've done a great job cornering the market with that look, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean that should that comes across when you're like I think creatively like having fun with something, you know, like yeah, that like especially in comics. Because uh, almost right away, you could tell if, like, I don't know, like, if, if something's being dumbed down for kids or something that's, like, uh, you know, a 30-year-old dude trying to be like, okay, what do you think uh, a nine-year-old kid would like in this story? It's like, you can't <laughs> think that way, you know? Like, you kind of got to have that sort of in the back of your head, but you still have to just, like, have fun with it, you know? Yes. And it, it should be, like, sincere. And I think, like, that's something like we really, really strive for wrapped up, I think. And I think that's why it's been like, like, I mean, it's probably hard for people who draw the book, but for me to like write it, it's been like really just like fun and easy and just like, uh, it's just really, really great to make. Like I really enjoy making this book. And I think you can tell, I mean, it, like I said, I read the first, what, uh, issue and a half and I really enjoyed it. I think the, the jokes work. The art's great. How long, how long, Scoot, did it take you to perfect drawing a pizza? Like, how long of a skill is that? Because the whole yeah. first issue is about pizza. Yeah. Like, Have you seen awesome. Scoot draw? Like, he's, like, one of the fastest people I've ever seen. Like, I've his seen stuff him. is so tight and fast. It's crazy. I've, I've seen him draw at shows, like, doing uh, – because we met uh, – what was it? Gem City? Gem City, yeah. yeah. Gem City. And I saw you at Gem City, and you were just going, dude. It he's was a machine. Crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. It's just – man, yeah. I don't know how you do it. No, I just – like it's weird because like what you were saying about like drawing or writing for kids when i draw i'm able to like kind of tap into if i'm drawing fun stuff let's say but i'm able to tap into like that energy and that that enthusiasm i had when i was a kid so i think it, it comes out fast because that's like i just like that's how i'm feeling in the in the moment you know so it's yeah. just like it's like i associate it with fun like when i was a kid that's i felt the same way so i'm just lucky enough to still be able to have that like that experience like I can sit down with a pad of paper and a pen and still feel like you know I'm six years old again drawing in front of the tv or something and that that totally comes across dude kids pick up on that too yeah you know like seeing and even I think this is something that uh like we've learned from Art and Franco like if you've been to conventions and you've seen like this like these like legions of kids getting sketches from Art and Franco and meeting Mm them uh Art and Franco are just like they talk to them like they're people and they just they're so just like interested you know and like their comics are just so on tune with like what these kids want and stuff like that and just as much as i think with like comics sincerity comes across i think just like when scoot's like drawing funny weird pictures you just have this like cool weird personality and then like people are into that and i think that's like so much why your art works well i think too is because it's like so much in your line work too which is like super cool yeah and i think and kids can sniff out bullshit like they're really good at it like yeah you can tell when a kid is into something and yeah. it's obvious, you know? So yeah, no, yeah. And it's cool. It's good. It's important. One of the panels I teach sometimes at these shows when I do like demos is about you know, when you make mistakes, you know, don't give up or don't start over. Like, yeah, sure. If I'm trying to draw Batman and I make a mistake, I'm going to start over, but I save that piece of paper because there might be something in there that I can go back to and like turn it into something else. So like I'll have kids draw abstract shapes on this, what on a, 
piece of paper and then I'll turn it into a character or I'll have, I'll draw a shape and I'll have them come up and turn it into a character. And it really starts to open up the imagination and the possibilities. Cause as a kid, I used to draw with, with pen a lot. I didn't even use a pencil when I was little. I used a pen for some reason that must've just been what we had. So like I was used to just like, you know, you draw with a pen, you're going to make a mistake, but you just keep rolling with it. And I think that's like, I've seen art do it before in Franco. They make mistakes oh, like when they're drawing. Stuff, you yeah, just keep going and, and then all of a sudden it doesn't look like, you know, you forget all about it. But I've seen other people make a mistake and start getting frustrated and give up and like start yeah. over. And so it's like, no, you just gotta, you gotta have a clear head. And if you you draw like four fingers on accident, oh, well, like just keep going. People won't even <laughs> notice, you know? So, I think that's what like with pizza. I just draw like, just fun shapes and like squiggly lines and like sloppy like cheese and stuff and it's just fun you know i'd say that was a good looking pizza though you drew that <laughs> quality looking pizza really <laughs> cheesy you know I, yeah. every issue i feel like has a slice of pizza at least one slice of pizza in it I think. yeah i drew uh i've been <laughs> drawing more and more milo in my lunchtime drawings now since the release of the book's coming out but it'll be interesting to see like if i get more likes once the book's out there because i feel like half the people don't even know like because i'm just drawing these characters and no one knows who they are you know when does the book come out? Um, October 18th, I think, issue right, one, Yeah. yeah. Is, and issue then, 1 is October 18th. Um, and then two weeks prior to that, if you're going to New York Comic Con, we'll have issue 1 early. What's that and, diamond um, code, son? What's that diamond code? What's that diamond code? Oh, man. You want me to look it up? I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah, you want to look it up. Yeah. I think, uh, and then also, yeah, like, you've already read it, but uh, we have like a, was it 10 page or 12 page? 12 page. Uh, 10 page. 12, 12, yeah. 12, we have a 12 page mini comic that's sort of like an issue zero. That, oh, uh, that's awesome. Being that's handed the one out you read. For, yeah, that's, that's being uh, handed out for Halloween Comics Fest, which is like free comic day for Halloween. Like yes. select stores just have mini comics at the handout. And uh, that's really cool. We're like super stoked that like, um, you know, Diamond picked us to, you know, uh, release our book and, giving it out for free like stores still have to pay for it obviously but mm-hmm. like um we just want people to read our comics so that's like an awesome opportunity to have yeah. you know the sample well, issue comics don't know. rock the teeth either so yeah yeah no exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so i got the diamond code right here the it's uh august 17 18 32 is the diamond code for wrapped up numero uno awesome um, and if you check the show notes it'll be in there. yeah i'll put it in the show notes too i mean the design's cool like i love i love the wacky uh the wacky magician guy i think he's oh yeah wizard yeah yeah he's a cool dude i'm into that i'm also I, you know call me crazy but i want to, i want to see more of the uh of the explorer stepdad oh yeah <laughs> i'm totally into milo's dad so. yeah yeah, no, he's a, he's pretty much our favorite. Milo's dad is like where we get the most humor. Um, an upcoming issue we, that we actually just finished. Um, it's it's like it, it's it's cool to see the book kind of like uh, evolve is kind of a dumb word, but as we get more comfortable with the characters, like <laughs> trying different sort of I don't know tropes and different types of stories. We have like yeah. a an uh, a action centric story with like his dad, and we have these like crazy karate fight scenes like mixed in with like really bad dad jokes nice and uh we're we're really (laughs) excited about that it's fun it's fun the stuff that you get excited for when you're doing your own book you know yeah no it was (laughs) yeah we're really excited about that just because he's i don't know sad dads are funny we like them yeah the the stepdad we we don't do too much we haven't done too much with him but he's in there he's got some funny stuff and some of the future issues but yeah i think we had we have ideas, right, Dave, for like a, a bigger arc with that guy. Oh like, yeah, okay. And then he kind of does. And was it issue five? 
Yeah, he's kind of yeah. got. Yeah, he's got some cool, cool scenes. Listen, listen to this stuff. I will say that Milo's dad does remind me a smidge of a Millhouse's dad from the. Yeah, city. oh yeah, oh yeah. He's got yeah. that like sad sack yep. vibe going on, which is but just like, which yeah. is just perfect. Like everyone else knows that he's like this, like you know, sad, just kind of dorky dude. But he just he's completely oblivious to it. Yeah. He still thinks he's like cool. Yeah, and, he goes on date. He goes on that, some dates and stuff. Yeah, he goes on dates. I love the yeah. fact that he has a mustache over his wrappings. Yeah, <laughs> like they forgot to include it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Scoots designs, man. It's so yeah. It's such so the designs are so smart and fun. Like it's just a really great looking book. Like it just jumps off the page at you. So that's well, another yes. weird trust thing. I think yeah. I never really gave Scoot. You know, like hey, this is what this person looks like. Blah blah blah. We kind of just like Scoot was just kind of scribbled some stuff up and. Hey, this is good, and they've like turned out so funny, and they haven't really changed either. Like, pretty much yeah. the character models are pretty much the same when you just initially design them, or whatever. Yeah, that's that's, that's really that's due to a lot to Lion Forge just trusting us and telling us like, hey, don't go, you know, like they didn't tell me to go back in and like change anything. Really, they just like, yeah, here's what the dad looks like. Okay, cool, yeah, that's funny, and they, oh, it's that's just like they awesome. don't tell you, yeah. So it's it's really easy to work with them on this stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, did you guys do you guys find that it's it's harder doing all age comics because uh, we've heard that that's a harder sell to sell to companies. Um, so I was just wondering if that's something that you guys have experienced or or like what your journey was getting to this point with Lion Forge to where you know they let you do this kind of stuff if it's not the norm, quote unquote, in comics because you guys just followed your own path and that takes a lot of guts to do that in the first place. So. Yeah, I, th- I think just uh, at least like creatively, like me and Scoot for years have always done these types of books. But uh, thankfully, we're in a really awesome time where this stuff is like huge. You know, like like Raina Tugmeyer, she's had three no, you know graphic novels on the New York Times bestseller list consecutively. For, like, they had to change like two, the bestseller years. list like the yeah. way they did it because she was just dominating. So it's yeah. one of these things where this market that's always been there and these readers have always wanted cool stuff. It's almost just like companies are finally paying attention, you know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Wrapped Up was weird because we kind of uh, – we talked to a few other companies for it, and the Lion Forge thing kind of just like right place, right time sort of thing really like worked out. It just kind of clicked at the time. Um, I got in contact with one, uh, one of the editors over there, Hazel, and I was like, hey, you know, here's this thing me and my friend want to do. And she's like, oh, my God, this is perfect. This is like – exactly what we're looking for which is crazy um so it's just that that, that thing you tell i think they say with like success it's like so much like luck is attributed to it mm-hmm. but i think it's just also just all the all these amazing comics and work that like all these awesome people are making for kids right now and art and franco like i wouldn't be doing this right now if art yeah. and franco didn't like you know yeah they kind of paved the way recently in the last you know 15 years for kids comics because they're like racking up Eisner's and everything else. So in the mainstream too. Yeah. 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 And they got like their deal. Their Kickstarter was huge because like everyone took notice, like all these other publishers took notice when that Kickstarter went above and beyond what they were asking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that like helped, I think, you know, in in a lot of ways indirectly it helped everyone that was doing kids stuff at that time, because then people are like, saw the success and they saw like the, 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 um, that there was an audience that was hungry for that stuff. You know, oh, yeah. like for the first time they were able to see like, wow, people are willing to spend money on this stuff because I know it's still true with DC and Marvel a little bit. They, they are leery of going that route still and they'll do the tiny Titans 
from time to time, but they're just like special. Now they're like special, like, you know, mini series that they'll yes. just roll out, but they don't have them monthly anymore, but they, um, mm. they're still like, you know, they, a lot of their bank comes from guys like our age that are still reading comics, which I think, you know, sooner or later they're going to have to start trying to rein in these kids. But I think they're, they're, their animated animated shows and stuff like that kind of take care of that audience I, for them. I think yeah. recently though, um, sorry, uh, DC is uh, ha- is going to have some new imprint that's like for like YA. They're like oh, that's cool. hiring editors and stuff like that. So I think stuff like like Gotham Academy and uh, like Prez and books like that. I think I, they weren't like super hugely successful for them, but like kids love them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I I, I I really I think it's just a matter of just. Uh, companies just getting in with the times and realizing that we're in this like renaissance of, you know, amazing books for y- like younger audiences because, yeah. and not even just creators, like we're able to do this because of, you know, uh, librarians and teachers and publishers and conventions and everything like that. It's this whole, just like really cool wave of like everybody kind of, I don't know, helping each other out, yeah. you know, and like comics are allowed in school. Now kids are encouraged you know, to read comics in school and libraries have amazing selections of comics and programming and stuff like that. Um, I think it's just like, we're in a really, really, really awesome time for uh, the type of books that we already have been making and want to create. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're just, I don't know we're, I feel like at least for me, I'm just really lucky. Just no, you know. dude. I mean, it's awesome. Like I was talking to the librarian at my daughter's school and I was telling her and she knows because she's super into graphic novels and comics and stuff like that for all ages kids. It's the sneakiest way to get your kids to read. Yep. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, here's a comic book. They're like, oh, this is a lot of pictures. And as yeah. they go through, they're reading words and they're picking up the stories and it's awesome. And I still get a kick out of it. Like the fact that selling a, a Monty to a kid, they will tell me, oh, this is my first comic. And that's it's crazy. Great- yeah, it's insane, right? Because like, it's like power. It's nuts. Yeah. And it's yeah. cool because it's crazy. It, you know, you're opening up this amazing world. Like yeah. you have a gateway, if you will, to the this entire amazing world and I took a lot of pride in that and I still do and I can tell that you guys are of that mind that like hey man we got to make these books the best they can be because this is the next generation of kids these are the next generation of comic book fans that are going to get this like I I said I just I feel really kind of like lucky that we're there's an audience for this stuff you know and even if you know one one kid reads a story I wrote it makes him laugh or he likes it or if it encourages him to write a story or draw a comic or, you know, make a movie or something like that. Um, it's just, it's, and that makes a huge difference. You know, when you think about when you're in school and you, they give you all these like things you're supposed to do and here are these books you're supposed to read and here's what you're supposed to do. The second you're able to be like, why don't you pick a book you want to read or draw something you want to draw or, Hey, this is cool. This thing you made is really cool. I like this. It's like mind blowing for kids, you know? And yeah, um, just being able to encourage that stuff because I don't know where I would be if I didn't have like weird stuff that like adults made that I liked. I don't know where I would be without like Red and Cynthia or Mad Magazine yeah, or totally. Space Ghost, you know? Yeah, the 90s was like an interesting time because you had a lot of cartoons that probably weren't really for kids like Batman the Animated Series and Ren and Stimpy and all these shows but that's kind of what inspired me and influenced me with like those and then I grew up in the 80s, too, with, like, DuckTales and Tailspin. Oh, there's nothing better than DuckTales. Yeah. I mean, and it still works. But, I mean, that yeah. DuckTales cartoon is just based off the old comics, yep. yeah. you know, from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Know? It's just yeah. – it's cool to kind of see everything come back around. And now yeah. there's, there's the new DuckTales that's amazing yeah. that everybody yeah. – 
but, but yeah. again, it, it's like stuff that you could tell these people are creating love. Like yes. the people, the people who wrote and drew and animated the Simpsons loved what they were doing. Uh, the guys who created Red and Snippy loved what they were doing. You know, I think there's just again, it goes back to that sincerity of like creating something you really want to create instead of just like turning something out to sell, you know? Yeah, you think this will turn to profit, so you yeah. go, all right, let's do an all-ages yeah. book and see what happens. No, like, yeah. we just want to make, like, weird comics that make us laugh, yeah. you know? And, like, I don't know. And it's cool. It's 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 so rewarding when you create something that you're, like, you are into, but, like, someone who you've never met enjoys it. It's insane. Like, yeah. I, I, I will never not get used to that. I mean, and it's still, it's still so much fun. Like just, we met briefly at that library show in Ann Arbor. I love it. I love like, that show. Yeah, dude, I'll, I'll do that show every Yeah, year. I love that show. It's such Ar- a good, such a great library and such a great vibe. And such a great, I mean, just the, the group of kids there, they're just, they're just so hungry for comics. Yeah. And, and it's really nice to see because I mean, so often, you know, kids are distracted by whatever the case may be at shows and the, the pop codes or whatever the hell it is. It's like, it was good to just see a group of kids amped on comics and, the, yeah. and the parents being completely on board. Like yeah, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing more frustrating to me than to see a kid at a show go over to a table and start flipping through a comic book and talking to the creator of the book and the, and the parent going, come on, let's go. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. are you doing? Come on, yeah. let's go. It's like, dude. It happens. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. That. We, we, we experience that. Like, yeah, all, so like all I the do time. it all the time. And I always say that's a bad parent. You're a bad yeah. parent. You're cause your kid wants to read and you're not letting. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just give the kid the comic in that situation. Yeah. Like, Here, take it. Like, yeah. because you want it. And it's like, you know, and that sometimes they're still like, no, no, you got enough stuff. And it's like, yeah. it's just a comic. It's like, a, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's a book. Get your kid reading dummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> giving kids comics is awesome though. Cause yeah. kids remember that stuff too. They'll right, be like, yeah. Oh, you gave me this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now I want to buy one. Cause right. that was, it was so cool that you gave me one. Now I want to buy one. So mm-hmm. that's awesome too. You know, that's a really cool move. Well, yeah. actually, at that show that me and Bob did, it was the Ann Arbor Comics Art Festival, which is just, like, this really cute and cool, like, comics, like, library, like, convention, you know, it's, like, 20, 30 vendors, something like that, like, 30 authors or whatever, um, and then there's a kid I met last year who was, like, super nice, and he, like, bought a bunch of, oh, yeah, comics, and he was just, like, super excited about reading, and he was just, like, really overwhelmed, but, like, really excited about reading. He came back this year, and he literally <laughs> I'm going to get like emotional talking about this. He literally ran up to my table was like, I was looking everywhere for you. I was hoping that you were going to be here. I read all your comics. <laughs> like he was just like, it was, it was insane, but it was like stuff like that makes all the monotonous yes. moments in comics, like worth it. Knowing that like this little kid was just like so excited about like reading and you know, uh, like something you helped make was just really, really cool. And then and you signed the books. Yeah. Then you sign the books, and he's like, "You're not Art Baltazar." Yeah. <laughs> and I jumped out the window. I just yeah. that's, the, that's the thing, though. And the kids, like, when they want something, they want it. I had a kid read the Monty trade, and he came back to the table on the Saturday, and he's like, "Where's the next one?" I'm yeah. like, "Dude, I what are you like? It's, you gotta give me time on this, buddy." He's yeah, like, "That's your motivator, what? though, man. Yeah, when you totally. know that like that one kid is waiting for your book. It's like wait till they you start bringing you fan fan art of Monty if they yeah, haven't already. I've that's like that. the coolest. Yeah, that's the coolest. Right there, man. Right there. Yeah. Like it's it, it yeah. burns." In your chair you're like i don't want to cry in front of an eight-year-old but i totally could yeah, I'm, I'm getting that way man like i, I th- that's always the thing i heard like when you get older you get more emotional but like i love comics so much and like it, it being a generational thing like inspiring kids and like sharing that like love of comics is like i 
<laughs> I have moments at conventions where I'm like, I got to take a second and like breathe because it's like, it's just like a really nice and cool moment, but it's like. I thought it's, something it's, else was wrong when you were doing that. <laughs> it, it could be, honestly with me, it could be anything. What do you got to like, poop? You got to poop? Yeah, he's like poop. under the table. I'm like, you okay, dude? He's got to poop. Uh, I know he's yeah. I know I'm just like shaking. Scoot just like puts a blanket over me. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, the book comes out, you said, in October, which is the perfect time for a book about a mummy to come out. Yeah. Um, you can order that thing now. It is, uh, the diamond code is August 17, 1832. It is wrapped up. It's issue one from a Cub House Comics, the dudes over at Lion Forge. I think you guys are going to have a smash hit on your hands i can't wait to pick this thing up at my local comic shop and 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 if you're listening to word bros and you can hear the sound of kevin and i's voice do yourself a favor uh this book just isn't for kids i mean if you're into like silly and goofy humor it's right up your alley so go out and pick this thing up it's gonna be great yeah if you grew up in the 90s you'll i hope you'll dig it 80s 90s it's got that that type of humor so it really does so uh scoot and dave man thank you so much for coming on we really thanks for having us man this is super super fun and anytime like when the trade's getting ready to drop or whatever you got some new news or whatever anything going on when this thing blows up you guys can (laughs) come back and and uh throw some dollars around and brag about how great you are and we'll let Uh, you do it because you guys are awesome we'll get you guys some pizzas uh, we'll we'll deliver you we'll get some pizzas for you guys Oh, I'm, 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 I'm quoting you on that. I want no, yeah, pizza. dude, do it. I, I, I want 100%. drawn pizzas. I don't want actual pizza. I want Scoot's drawn pizza. I, just <laughs> yeah, want, yeah. I want a commission pizza. Yeah. That's yeah, I, I should have right just, now. I should have just put my camera down. I should have been drawn the whole time. <laughs> the drawn pizza. Make the pizzas. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, it was good talking Thanks, to you guys. Thanks, yeah. that was dave and scoot from the lion forge book called wrapped up you can order that now at your comic shop august 17 1832 is the diamond code pick that book up man it's i'm telling you that book it's good it's it's good it's well it's gonna be big dude just just the artwork and, and the writing it's very clever it's very fun it jumps off the page it's it's a lot of fun. They did a really great job with that. It gets a word bro stamp of approval, yes. and that if you don't buy it, you're a bad parent. You are, and I believe I I, I have said as much under my breath um, <laughs> when, when parents are walking away from my table not buying books for me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you're a bad parent because uh, there are people out there that listen to the pod that are parents, and they're like, "Well, I don't know what to get my kids, so I'm getting them DC and Marvel stuff. Get them." wrapped up or yes. Monty the dinosaur yes. or full moon Fredo because well, well it's fun too. Cause like you see the kid walking away from the table and like, he just wants a comic. How much is that? Five bucks. And the guy's holding a Starbucks coffee. It's like, dude, well, that, you could, that, that, you comic you could, costs as much yes. as your coffee. You could help your kid learn, but you don't care. Cause you'd rather drink your expensive coffee. That's why your kid's going to be a dummy <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice latte or coffee, baby. Yeah. Which one is it? Like, you got to cut a promo on them comics. That's right, baby. But, yeah, it was cool, man. Those guys are really great. I knew they'd be fun to have on. Like I said, I met Dave briefly in Ann Arbor, and he was just a really personable, really fun dude. And he just gets it, man. Like, he gets what kids' comics and what all-ages comics should be. Like, they're they're just comics. They're comics that everybody can enjoy, that everybody can get down with. And I really dig that guy. I really dig those guys. So it was cool to have them on. So I wish them I wish them all the best, and we will definitely have them back. So... 
Yes. So thank you again for listening yeah. to another episode of Word Bros. And if you like the show, we'd like to ask you to go to iTunes and leave a rating so we can like move up in the uh Listen the to you. Rating. You sound so professional now. You're like a real uh, podcaster. I, I'm getting there, dude. I, I'm learning from the best, baby. I, I'm, I'm taking that Bobby, the Bobby France school of podcasting. There you go. So, yeah, so uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep doing it. Um, so, so there we you hope go. you guys like it. And, and, and if you do, please leave us, leave us a five-star review. But, but you can leave us a four-star review. We're not going to complain about four. No, no, no. If, you leave four, no. if you're going to leave a four-star review, don't even bother. Really? Wow. I don't want. I don't want your four star review. That's a. I do. I that's want a, your four star. You know what? A four star review for this podcast is a slap in the face, baby. I don't want <laughs> nobody leaving no four stars. You can take your four stars and you can stick them where the sun don't shine, Jack. Because this is the hottest podcast in the world today. <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The Word Bros dot com.